Day. You're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. This is John Goldman, and we're on Radio Harbor Country, WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. Johnny's Secret Stash is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics out of New Buffalo, Michigan, for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. We have special guests today. Our special guest, Megan Paulette, Dar- Travis Darnell, and Miguel Perez of the River Rats. And uh, let's play one of their newer songs. This is um, called Ballad of a River Rat. Here we go. Doctor, doctor. talking about uh, the the projects that you've been working on and um, uh, River Rats and being able to go and uh, uh, start that band up with Meg. Um, uh, and you were talking about, you know, going down the St. Joe River and the inner tubes and, and forming the band in that way. Uh, had, had you guys played with Meg prior to even starting that discussion about... Um, forming a band it was i i had i was lucky enough to she'd come over with her guitar and we would kind of mess around and then 
we kind of got into the mode of writing songs and trading off like call and response kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Almost a little bit of like a love letter situation and then a little bit of a competition too. Like do we kind of <laughs> keep us, uh, our, oh, really? each other on our toes? Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had to keep up, you know, which is nice. And she sometimes three to one. I kind of <laughs> felt a little lazy, but. So then, um, in terms of Meg's songwriting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of made me want to up my right. game. So, uh, last year, kind of, I've been, a, I kind of wanted to begin back to that self-reliance. We uh, we grew up with a guy, Travis and I, a guy named Garth, um, and he had a recording studio in his house, and he ended up being the drummer in the Destructors, and we, he's older than us, and he'd been in a lot of bands in South Bend, and we learned a lot from him. Destructors was the first band that you you and Travis were in right out of high school it right? was our like our first serious band yeah we 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 played in high school together in a band and we kind of when we graduated and we kind of took it this is when we started gigging out and recording albums and kind of taking it more seriously when we had the time and when you're in high school you're living at home and kind of feeling things out and when we became adults so to speak living on our own like that was our first real band and um, I kind of lost track of what I was <laughs> I think you were trying to get so to bedroom studios. What I'm trying to say is that because yeah. of meeting people like Garth and, you know, and I moved away to Kalamazoo for college and moved to Chicago and I joined bands there, like, you meet a lot of different ways and you learn a lot of different approaches to recording, to songwriting. So by the time I got back to Niles with Travis and we hooked back up, we started buying microphones and uh-huh. getting serious starting now, yeah. so now we've got anything that the toxic Quins have recorded recently or the river rats have recorded we're doing it uh-huh. on our own yeah so then he so was able to help me record my first song like take you know these little skeleton songs that you've seen and you know another way which is on his last album was the first time i'd ever recorded a song and it, you know he was able to do all of that and uh meg you've got an individual page on uh, uh band camp with like 30 songs on it right mm-hmm. are, are all those uh are those are all the songs that you've written uh, yourself yes and, and it's primarily you and an acoustic guitar yeah i mean those recordings honestly never really meant for anyone to see them um or listen to them so so but that was all i had um so i thought well coming on a radio show i should probably put some stuff on the internet oh so you only recently posted i only this recently stuff? yeah oh. but these are over the last couple of years and they're uh-huh. varying uh quality mostly just recorded on my phone and sent to this guy over here so that was until recently That's nobody the magic ever of uh, you know modern inventions yeah. that were able to do that kind of That's stuff great. i'm sure when you look back and when you uh when miguel and travis when you guys were first um playing together and recording back in high school there was never i mean everything was like uh, uh, probably much harder to do did they even have digital recordings at that point well maybe 2003 yeah i guess they did we yeah, had, but we didn't pre-iphone <laughs> though no yeah, we, was, um, our first uh i guess demo you want to call it we recorded in uh his cousin's basement onto a cassette tape yeah just a like a boom box just uh-huh. sitting in the corner and we hit record and, uh, and no mics even just yeah, uh, i think uh, we had a pa yeah. uh-huh. and I mean, it sounded awful, but we thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Well, that was, sure. that's how we got around. We just passed it around. We're like, hey, check out this new yeah. tape we got. And we upgraded by like a microphone hanging from a rafter in the basement, <laughs> like onto a computer, like live band stuff. But yeah. And Miguel, so you um, you play the drums in River Rats primarily. Is that right? Right. And have you always played the drums or you ever play any other instruments? I started as a bass player, and then when Travis and I were in the Destructors, I was a bass player, uh-huh. and I was a singer in the band. And I pl- I've played guitar, bass, drums, and other bands, but this is um, the Toxic Twins. Is this well? It's the third band I've been the drummer. Uh-huh. And we we were in a band with a guy named Clem, Aaron Clemenson. And so when we, li- I lived in Kalamazoo with Clem while the Destructors were going, I, that was the first time I jumped on the drums. Yeah. Oh, I see. So the style that I developed, the more like Ramon's style, which kind of carried over into Toxic Twins and River Rats was developed like a long time ago, but it was a utility move more than it was like I, I'm a guitar player. Yeah. You know? H- have you always, um, uh, that, well, you and Travis, have you guys always kind of had a uh, punk rock interest 
and uh, your you know your bands are primarily uh, punk rock kind of sounds. I think so. I think I've, we've always at least had that fast uh, yeah. like melody of bands. Even if it wasn't punk rock, it was still. It's hard to uh, put anything into a you know particular genre right. these days. You know, you don't you never want to like be fully associated with like oh I'm just like that. You know, so I, I get that. But um, uh, you had mentioned that it, uh, it was more of a punk rock band, so I that's why I oh, went yeah. back to that. But um, it seems like you've you're creating within that um uh that that uh, framework but you're not limited to that and especially meg's influence especially in your acoustic uh recordings on Bandcamp, um are you know that sort of singer songwriter sound sure, yeah. and so uh, how has it been for you to transition to stuff that's a little more fast-paced and yeah and uh it's more new to me i mean it makes it more exciting you know i listened more to you know like a lot of Joni mitchell and simon and garfunkel and james taylor like i was kind of more in, like what you're talking about singer songwriter stuff was what when i was growing up i kind of skipped whatever was at the time like <laughs> when we were kids um so i should probably check out and see what that was but but now you know i've discovered like patty smith and oh, like yeah. you know people that i'm just like holy crap you know um so it's it's all very new and exciting for me which maybe helps i don't know maybe these guys are bored playing punk rock <laughs> but i'm just getting started so it's pretty cool no it's it's still fun <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's fun because i mean it's different it's something different we never played before like i've never played with a capo on my electric guitar ever until we started playing her songs. Yeah. It's all, I love it. I wish I had been doing it. So it's kind of cool. Kinda, we get to like, in a way, go back to the basics and start over and uh -huh. kind of relearn. Yeah, yeah relearn it. And uh, Meg, the songs that you wrote before, you guys transforming those into a little bit more faster paced um, multi-instrument songs or are you writing new songs that are more in line with you know a punk rock sound yeah, i'm trying to do both i'm trying to because i i find uh, acoustic and electric guitar playing very different and so i'm trying to write songs specifically for electric now and we're working on a couple of those but we have taken uh, quite a few of my songs the one that you were um listening to always wrong when we came in yeah we're working on that that's going to be one of ours and it sounds very different you know as a but it works great as a as a faster pace you know with the once you get the drums and other stuff thrown in there it it really turns into something cool um, so, yeah. Did it's, you it's envision kind of this when you were writing the songs? Did you really sort of think about how it might sound with other nope. <laughs> instruments coming in? Yeah. I don't know what I think about when I write songs. It kind of just happens. But I think when I sent it to you originally, Miguel, you kind of said, "This is a punk rock I song." I could hear it. When you know, and we, as I got older and started being like simple, even the songs that I write for like my own solo albums that I've done, which are just stop gaps between things that I did when I was in bands. Um, you know, I remember the Destructors, we'd try to write really fast, complicated songs. I'd almost get to the point of almost like a heavy metal kind of thing. And as you getting down to the Toxic Twins, what we really realized is like the simple two chord, even back and forth kind of that that framework fits for any type of music. So well, that's the essence of punk rock too. Is uh, sort of the anti music. It's like you know, forget about you know melody, forget about you know playing tuning. instrument tuning, <laughs> and it's just throwing it out there and just you know, just airing your your uh, emotions. Uh, I think that that's sort of the basis of where punk rock came from. You know, the Clash and and some of those early bands and stuff. Um, and it sounds like that's a little bit of, of how you're framing it, but uh, almost with a more of a musical uh, uh, perfection that you're thinking of in well, incorporating that. My, I think my interest in it, and I think and Travis and I like a lot of the same bands, and, and Meg, Meg is, she dives into things with us, so, you know, sincerity, I think, is where the attraction came from there you go it was i mean the um, you talk about the emotionality but it's actually a good place to be sincere and honest and a lot of guys singing about things that you didn't think other people felt so i think that's where we all kind of have converged is when i listen to her 
I get that I f- get that sense of the same sincerity that I might hear in a descendant song. Right. And right. that's something that Travis and I as we've gotten older going from the yelling and being wild dudes to like Toxic Twins was a bit of a mature effort in the sense of we were trying to really focus on writing about something that actually felt like we could, we could identify with. For Toxic Twins and the Destructors, who was doing the writing for those songs? Basically, Primarily Travis. Ma- mainly us. Uh-huh. Just oh, the two of, of you. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever, whoever's singing probably wrote the song. Is how yeah, we normally yeah. Would. And, and that carried over into yeah, Toxic I've Twins too. And River Rats. I like that our three-song demo that we've got. It's one of each. You know, uh-huh. one that each of us wrote and played and sang. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, with um, some of these. Are, are you? Do you have any other songs planned for the River Rants? Are you guys working on that? Yeah. <laughs> Next we're shaking we're well, after yeah, this. we're going to be in practice <laughs> oh, right good. after. How many was on our set list? Do you remember that we were at the set list for the show that's not right, happening now? Right. <laughs> Almost the double digits. Or yeah, I think it was it. Yeah, it's up there. And there's plenty of others that are like in the in the works too. We we're not we're not going to run out of songs. I don't think we're anyone's worried about that. All right, well, no, we've got a we've got a good <laughs> uh, we got a good well of things to pull from. I mean, even just between our songs and her, like we'll be fine for a while. Yeah, it's yeah. just finding the way the the I guess finding the click get the click together, like sure. finding the rhythm together, getting mm-hmm. in the pocket, playing together. Like that takes a little bit of time. I mean. Luckily, we get along really well, and I think personality-wise, we we click in that sense as playing musically. And Meg says, you know, that we're I don't know. I wouldn't say that we're more advanced. We're just more experienced with it. Travis and I've been playing together since we were fifteen, sixteen years old. Right. You know, we're in our thirties now, and we're joining along. I think it's been an easier transition than it's been and other bands that we've played in. I know Travis and I have played in multiple bands and it's not always the easiest thing to just jump in with a group of guys, even if you get along. So this is we're pretty lucky that we've yeah. been able to do it as long as we have and probably will continue to be able to do it for indefinitely, I guess. And so you guys all went to high school together. Is that how you originally met each other? Yeah. Uh, Buchanan high school. Buchanan. Is that right? Buchanan oh, three. <laughs> And did you, uh, well, Travis and Miguel, you guys knew each other because you were making music together, but sounds like um, you and no, uh, the two of you and Meg didn't really know each other. I was hiding in the library, so I didn't <laughs> know anybody. Uh, and so how did you guys get all reacquainted? I mean, you know, it's one thing to have all gone to the same high school, but uh, uh, other than that, did you, did you run into each other and just nodding your head and... Oh, oh, sorry, you can't, <laughs> you can't hear it head nods, can you? No, him and I have been together. Well, we've been yeah. in bands, but he's he's been in both my weddings. <laughs> yeah. he's been, uh, I mean, so we've always been together. Yeah, there's Travis and I've had no so gap in fr- uh-huh. Like, we've been friends. Even if we weren't in bands, we were still hanging out. Yeah, that's cool. So Meg, like I said, I, worked in, I work in schools. I'm a, like a teacher in uh, Niles, and she was the... I guess essentially the librarian at a school in Buchanan when I was substitute teaching, and that's we recognized each other. Uh, yeah, I pretended not to. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song there, I think. <laughs> there might be. I like that. <laughs> but we just started talking and became friends pretty fast, and that was, you know, my big thing was like, hey, you should listen to my music, and so then mm-hmm. she's like, I play guitar too, and so that was the start of that. And then yeah. I, hey, Travis, listen to this. Oh yeah, you're and not supposed to know that. Oh, I didn't <laughs> so know. Travis, <laughs> Travis <laughs> was was the secret fan. He told me uh-huh. not. Don't tell me. Because she was like, no, this <laughs> is. She was so shy about it at the time, and which I mean, and yeah. if I think about a, even just a year ago when we recorded the first song, on, I put out an album this past year called Gathering Dust, and I wanted her song to be a part of it. That was her first recording experience, like multi instrument and. Travis has been there along the way. He's always been a fan. Like, we've always been fans of each other. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, Meg's music is, like we were talking about before, prim- you know, it started out kind of like acoustic in her voice and so sort of a singer-songwriter thing. And you guys um, primarily playing punk rock kind of sound. So uh, it really 
coming from very different kind of musical backgrounds and interests, but you're blending that all together. I'd, I'd say so. We're trying our best. I don't necessarily see it as different, and especially if you listen to Miguel's solo stuff. I don't know. It's uh, Music is all just music. I don't necessarily see any separation in that. We're just all writing you know, from our points of view, and it, it just it works. Yeah, I, th- I think we, at, a, at the place we're at in our lives, I think we all had enough e- different e- influences that were similar in a sense, and then we had the things that I'm into stuff Travis isn't into and vice versa and Meg is into stuff that Travis isn't in. Like we're right. our differences and our similarities really blend very well because like I said after you know you don't want to keep playing the same thing all the time and, and, and resting on the same I guess efforts like we're going to continuously change I think. I mean how much I don't know but it's going to be we're not going to be uh, not we're going to be closed off to like this is what we sound like now but this is what we have to work with we got to build that foundation and then it might become something different even the destructors when we started out playing as fast as we possibly could it was just more of a matter of that's all we knew how what to do how to do it and right now we're just trying to figure out how to do it together which is it feels a lot like it did when we were 18 years old and like figuring it out like with meg she's she's new to the game and that is exciting to actually play with somebody who i guess really wants to do it and have that fresh kind of perspective on it yeah the excitement and it's back to feeling like how i think it should feel the good the good feeling like i want to do it now so meg have you felt like you've um had to do things differently than than you were in bringing your uh, individual kind of songs and sound into a, a full band that's you know going to be a little bit more faster paced and that kind of thing. I mean, maybe electric, but I I really want to learn from what these guys are doing because you know when you're talking about all being fans of each other, I came to their Toxic Twins shows and had a really good time. Like it was you know, and I I dug what they were doing. So I'm kind of just more in the place of wanting to learn. I don't have. And I don't really have an idea, you know, of how I want things to, the end product anyway. When I write a song, it kind of just happens, and it, it's, ba- you know, it's limited by the skills and what I'm able to do. So I, I get excited when it kind of turns into something else. I don't, I don't come into it with a whole lot of preconceived uh-huh. ideas. Um, when did you first start playing guitar and, and, you know, writing your own songs? Um, well, the songwriting was only about two years ago, but, you know, I picked up an acoustic guitar, you know, maybe five years before that. So, but it, I don't know, the evolution really took off after I started writing songs. And then even more so after I just started playing with other people, like I was still kind of stuck in the same things. But when I started playing with these guys, now it just feels like, you know, every week I'm learning something new. Yeah. Uh, did you take lessons to learn how to play guitar? Not really. I mean, learn from other people that I knew and then like youtube you yeah know? And, but i i made things very easy on myself you know i only learned the songs that were easy enough and i slapped a capo on it every time i could to make it easier so you know now i gotta put the work in a little bit to to get get there do um uh did you play any music uh, did you play any instruments when you were in high school or growing up? A little bit, yeah. I was I played the trumpet when I was uh-huh, <laughs> right. Know, so stuff you like that. Went, we were in band and yeah. And I learned. mean, I've always did been. Did you learn to read music when you were? Uh, yeah, I've so probably forgotten now. Uh-huh. My 11 year old daughter will tell me I don't know what the heck I'm talking about <laughs> any, anymore because she's in the band, so she knows everything. Yeah, um, and she's 11, of and course. And she's she 11, everything. so she knows yeah. everything. Um, no, I mean, I've always been a musical person I guess I, you know I've, I sing I was in the choirs and you know I, I was always very interested in doing music but it kind of felt like it just wasn't something I could do for whatever reason just you know maybe being um, more on the shy side feeling like I I'm still not sure how it's going to be when cause we haven't actually performed live so we'll oh see boy. how this goes that'll guys. be fun yeah Don't be well, nervous. maybe you'll try to set something up in this area and then uh, oh yeah you know yeah. you can have your family and friends come sure. by and but i'm gonna have to ask easier. the whole audience to just turn around and not look at me so oh that that's an important thing awkward. yeah 
Well, you're not alone. Like, didn't Robert Johnson record like in the corner when he first recorded back in like <laughs> late thirties and that's yeah, <laughs> that's cool. or something like that. And then Liz Fair, like she couldn't, you know, be in. She mm-hmm. was really, really self conscious yeah. when she first I started I guess I did hear that one. playing. Well, because she, um, she also just did like you, like just recorded in her bedroom mm-hmm. and then put together this album, and all of a sudden, you know, she came kind of well known and they had to go in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> made it kind of hard what were some of your um, musical influences as you were kind of you know making your way f- figuring out what you liked and sure. learning um, how to play guitar and well I mean oh when I was learning how to play guitar well I mean oh, growing right. up and yeah I mean growing up my dad listened to a lot of jazz and so I was really exposed to a lot of that um you know, like the Ella Fitzgerald kind of, uh-huh. you know, all the Great American Songbook. Um, I, I know songs that, you know, only 80-year-olds know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, lo- I, I love that music. And, and in some ways, I kind of always thought more about, like, that's what I'd want to do. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'd want to sing. But, um, yeah, then the more the singer-songwriter stuff came in a little bit, too. So, I don't know. I mean, again, I, it kind of all seems like the same thing. And when we've talked a little bit about truth and all of that before, that's what really gets me excited is when you kind of hear that honesty coming out of a performance. And so um, I hope that that's something we can figure out how to do. So have you um, spent any time singing other people's songs? I mean, you know, even in the privacy of your own home. Sure. And, and when you do <laughs> that, car. do you feel as connected to when you're singing those songs as you do when you're sort of restating the mm-hmm. songs that you've written down? Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, it's funny, I guess, since I've started writing music, I don't feel like I listen to other people's music as much, which sounds kind of terrible. That sounds a little bit narcissistic, but I don't know. I've just kind of gotten in the zone of, you know, I, I don't I don't sit around and play other people's music on my guitar anymore. Uh-huh. Like if I'm going to play, I'm I'm going to play something I wrote or I'm going to write something new. I'm yeah. not as yeah, I just don't do that as much anymore. With your songwriting, um, you know, how do you get the ideas for your song and what's your process with that? I'd say 90 percent of them come out of conversations with uh, with that guy over there. <laughs> Miguel, he's your we talk your a lot. muse. Sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just. I don't know anything that I mean just daily living you know there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of stuff to mine there there's plenty plenty going on just being a human being so sure yeah but I mean you know a lot of human beings just go along their daily Mm -hmm. lives and stuff happens and they don't sit down and write it down sure but hopefully maybe they have some other kind of artistic outlet I mean I think anything that we do can it it just helps us make sense of what's going on or um do you find like you'll get a kernel and be like, oh boy, I better get that. Yeah, down. no, I've hopped out of the shower like with a towel around me, screaming <laughs> at my daughter, "Don't talk to me!" You know, until I write something down. Because yeah, sometimes something you know, just a perfect line will come to you, and that's the uh-huh. beginning, and then you go backwards and forwards from that. Um, so it's a mysterious process, which I think is cool. That's part of the exciting part is you don't really understand how it works or where it comes from. And this sounds like it came around relatively later in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, you know, it's not like you were a kid writing songs or playing music I'm no spring chicken well I don't mean it like that I mean (laughs) you know you're in your um, late 20s early 30s and uh, you only started uh, writing and playing within the last couple of years so yeah um, it's uh, it's new yeah Uh, so what did you do when these ideas popped in your head before you um, had that outlet to you know, write it down and know how to write it down. Just had anxiety, I guess. <laughs> 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 Just got all bottled up yeah. and didn't go anywhere. Yeah, no. So that's why I've, that's why I've written thirty songs in two years. Because <laughs> yeah, they because were all bottled up. They're all backed up. Yeah. yeah. And what about the melodies? I mean, where does that stuff come from? I mean, man, if if you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, what do you guys think when you write a song? Like, do you have a yeah, how do they come to you? Like, so Miguel, you've done some of the songwriting and stuff. Uh, uh, where where does it come from, and and what's your process? I mean, do you f- also feel like you just got to get it right down, or are you able to kind of stew around with it in your head and and um, that kind of thing? It, it it's it's a song by song. There's times when I can get something out and it it clicks immediately, like where I'll have a music. And then lyrics will come out, and I'll know how to how I want to sing it. Like I can hear it. And then there's times where I'll have a a riff, or like I'll I'll have a line and like a lyric line, and it'll just have to be there for a while. 
so it it's it, there's never one there's not a formula for it i feel that if some things don't stick around some things stick and some things never come back again i mean it's changed a lot over the years uh-huh. and the more that i'm exposed to the more i listen to like i think um since her and i met and the toxic twins have been kind of active like there's been a i feel a shift in like my influences and what i listen to and how i even feel about myself and like that kind of confidence that i have in myself even translates a lot more in the songwriting than it used to because you get used to hearing your own voice on on a recording you're not you don't feel so bad about actually trying to sing i think in the past when we started it's kind of jarring to actually like hear yourself and you hear yourself in your head a little differently than you would even put it in your cd player and right. you're thinking about it it through people actually listening to it and then you kind of you know remember feeling a lot younger being insecure you want to protect yourself in a sense and so the sincerity is not necessarily in there at least for me i didn't feel like i could be comfortable until later in life when i felt like a more confident whole person so then that came out even in how i would write melodies how i would write music so it's it's just been an evolving process do um what kind of music were you listening to growing up uh i I bombed like U2 and the Talking Heads. My dad was into classic rock, Rush and Guns N' Roses. And so that stuff kind of followed was, That was there. Life. It was but, there. And then it sounds like you, you know, had an interest in, uh, in punk rock and, you know, a little bit of heavy, heavier metal stuff. Where did that come from? Honestly, I'm not really sure. I mean, my brother was... He had his ear to the ground. He had a younger brother who kind of turned me on to the Ramones and the Clash. And mm-hmm. he was in the bands that I, I'm i a fan of now. And, you know, when we grew up in Buchanan, you know, when I met Travis, it was like, Travis is the guy because there's only one Travis as opposed to, like, you know, going to Kalamazoo or Chicago where there's a lot of people like us. We were kind of, we kind of stuck together because we were the only kind of people like us. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so getting into stuff really, you know, like I grew up liking Metallica, but Metallica really liked the Misfits and Glenn Danzig. So like at that transfer, like, well, I like the Misfits and now I like Minor Threat. Now I like Dead Kennedys and Black Flag. And then I one led to another, one led led to to the other. And then you find out your favorite band, Bad Religion, were like super influenced by King Crimson and like the Beatles. You got to check that out. And you're back into that cycle so right. it again yeah it's just a web that's yeah. you get yeah, into yeah. one thing one thing connects to you and you know like at the time in the late 90s early 2000s a radio and mtv were still the only way to really listen to right. music napster was a new thing but then you were really only grabbing stuff that you already kind of had and yeah so yeah now with spotify i mean any song is like at your fingertips pretty much and so you can absolutely go down that rabbit hole of, oh, hey, I heard about King Crimson, and you go check that out. And, and then, like you were saying with the Beatles, and go and check that out. Um, but growing up, I mean, I didn't have that, and it sounds like you guys didn't really have that either, not, not as accessible as it, as it is now. So do you think that um, you know, having that you know, uh, accessibility to just about any recorded song has um, uh, changed the way that you listen to music now? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, we're a band Meg and I are in right now called Idols. Um, I clicked on a link on YouTube, like ran. I, I just, one day I felt adventurous. Uh-huh. So then I bought the, you know, I bought their album. Yeah. I mean, that's... Well, just because I'd heard him talk about this band a little bit, then I saw, like, a Tiny Desk concert with them, and I just got all freaked out because they're so amazing, yeah. you know? So, yeah, it's nice that we can fall down those rabbit holes, I guess. I mean, I see what you're saying, that maybe there's, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but for me, as somebody coming to it new, it's nice to be, like, you know find a cool song and then send it to him and be like, oh, Mission of Burma, do you know these guys? And he's like, yeah, you know, so... I don't know. It's, yeah, I like I like having that, but it can be overwhelming it, too. It, you don't know where to go. Right, you know? so, right. Sometimes it's yeah. overwhelming. You don't know where to go. But 
also, it, in a way, it, it almost can cheapen a song, too. Mm. You know, if you go out and, like, you know, buy the vinyl album and, and you're listening to, you know, side A and then you turn mm. over side B, I mean, those are, you have a, 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 such a connection to that stuff. And so this sort of new Spotify, Pandora, or whatever, uh, or even through YouTube, I mean, where you can just pretty much at... Um, uh, on demand listen to any song that you ever wanted to listen to it uh doesn't give you that same full connection to uh, you know to a band or a particular song i i think that we were all raised in kind of an album oriented sense mm -hmm. yeah. i mean there were always singles even like when it was final only right and i th i think that if we were raised under the digital kind of umbrella of music where you can pick and choose and purchase because i mean that was maybe when we're in our 20s that apple started okay. selling single songs yeah. like on the internet so i think if we were i think it's just kind of inherent in us yeah like we were raised I mean, we're our, lucky we were the last of the you know we can all probably still remember the first album we ever bought you know and i don't know if kids will be like that now what was the first album you bought travis first <coughs> do you remember <laughs> First, like, record or for I remember my first CD. Yeah, 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 yeah like a CD, whatever. Uh, it was Ugly Kid Joe. You remember uh -huh. that one? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but I had uh, Aerosmith get a grip on cassette tape. I love that. And I had, um, uh, why can't I think of their name right now? Three Little Pigs. Oh, green green Jello. Green Jello, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cassette tape. That's a good one. Did you, um, Travis, d you write songs too, right? Uh, and so what, you know, what is your writing style? Uh, we've been sort of touching on that. Yeah, it's hard. Every It's different. Everything's different. One time, like I have a little, this little drum box that can play different beats, and I'll play that and just write lyrics to that. Oh. And then add music later, or maybe I'll just write, be playing guitar and get distracted. And before I know it, I'm like, hey, I like that riff and just kind of go and that's when i send it to him and they listen to it and they can expand on it but yeah there's no specific way because there's times when you're like man i really want to go write a song and you'll start playing and it kind of goes away and you don't want to force it you're like, right i want to write a song nothing sounds good yeah so yeah. i was i was that crossed my mind you know meg and miguel were talking both talking about how it just kind of ha has come to them and then you know you got to get it down which is different from okay well I, I i need to write five songs you know and and um sort of forcing yourself to try to you know pull together a melody or or get, pull together lyrics that are gonna um make some kind of sense or a story uh so do you ever have you ever approached songwriting like that where you're like oh boy i want to you know get some songs down well, or is it mostly that you Res you know the result is that you've written a song i mean it's never like a chore like it's always a yeah. thing that we want to do but there was one the one time that i remember having like a project that i i thought oh i'm gonna write a lullaby and so i did write one you know and it was kind of about this guy spraining his head because he gets stressed out um so <laughs> <laughs> so that was my but that yeah and i it was good it taught me that like you can kind of have an idea first and then you know having some parameters can you know create some interesting things right. but um but yeah we're not nobody's demanding that we put out more songs so that makes it easy not yet <laughs> right well let's uh, let's listen to a song or two um any uh what, what would you like me to play i think well the, the river red song ballad of a river rat would be a great intro for it all right <laughs> uh i actually uh, before you guys got here i played that one at the beginning of the of the um, show so that's already in oh oh <laughs> you want to oh, play a different nice. one hmm, well uh we can play did you play always wrong no i'm not even well, sure because i have the, the version that you and i recorded together and then i have my little acoustic version mm -hmm. um but i don't think i i don't know the one that we recorded together that doesn't exist anywhere online does it it's it's in a, an email i mean we're working on it okay now, well how about if i play your acoustic version okay, okay there we go let's do that okay so this is always wrong and uh this is available through meg's uh band camp site just under be the beheaded goddess 
right? Well, I don't think that's the URL, but... <laughs> oh, no, it is. It's, uh, um, looks like it's just under under your name, yep, Meg yep. Paulette Bandcamp. And here we go. Acu- um, always wrong. And then you kind of create this subcategory of acoustic nonsense, or is that yeah, the that's official? Just All right, that's well, not official. <laughs> look for uh, always wrong on uh, Meg Paulette's Bandcamp, and we're going to listen to it right now. <laughs> back that was quick uh so sounds like there's also a uh, a version that um you did with miguel that mm-hmm. uh isn't just you on your guitar and, um, and when you get when you play with uh, the the full band the, r- the full river rats band do you play electric guitar or acoustic guitar electric still? guitar yeah i've never we haven't tried that with acoustic i don't know i mean I like to play electric guitar. It's it's fun. So, so you've had to get some new equipment. I did. Like. Yeah, actually, it's pretty new. And right now, it's in the repair shop because the pickup fell out. No. But um, I know it's. Don't worry, Gams is on it. So, <laughs> a little shout out to Gams. <laughs> Take your stuff to Gams. <laughs> Where's that in Buchanan? At a guitar center in South Bend. Oh, okay. Uh, and you guys still live in the Niles area, is that right? That I live in Mishawaka, uh-huh. not that far away. Yeah. Um, do you uh, want to talk about your day jobs or no, not so much? I'm a stay-at-home dad. Uh, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is my day job. <laughs> At, without your kids. Right, right yeah, right. Yeah. We're here She's because good. of our day jobs. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Like this <laughs> is... Yeah, right. You got to have that uh, ability to have your artistic expression and all that. Um, but uh, you ever think about doing this on a full-time basis? Can you see yourselves being in that mode or just way too early? It's just much much more fun to just do this as fun. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I've gotten close. Um, and I was in some bands in Chicago where we had toyed with it. And even early on in the Destructors career, we had kind of, 
focused on being in the band, but I, I, I don't know. In my head, it's, it might be a, a reason to change my mind at this point, but I've, I've kind of, I don't, I'm trying to dig to find out how that might even be possible at this point. Like how to create a sustainable living off of music. I just don't, if someone can tell me how, I'd be really open to the yeah, idea. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, song. Yeah. So well, I mean, the, the we're going to sell the one song economy, called Volkswagen commercial, guys. We can do there, it. That's that's might be it. <laughs> but you know, the whole uh, economy of music is totally changed. I mean, you know, generation or generation and a half ago, you'd get discovered or you'd seek to get discovered, and then you know, the record company would give you a lot of money to go and make a record, and then and then you'd tour as part of promoting the record. But now it's all sort of backwards. Like you. You know, you make your own songs in your basement and and then issue uh, an online album or something just to get interest in the band or to have something to sell at concerts. But it's all about, you know, the live concert. That's, uh, you know, where people and then people will sell merchandise at the concert or sell their albums at the concert. But, you know, even getting on uh, one of the online uh, music things like Spotify or whatever, I mean, people aren't making a lot of money, maybe Tiffany, maybe... Uh, uh, Taylor Swift is making money off off of her songs that are heard on Spotify, but I don't think anybody else is. And you could have a much bigger pre- presence doing that, but uh, you know, th- it, it's totally become a backwards thing. Like the the um, recorded songs to, are to promote the live m- music, whereas it used to be backwards. So uh, you guys are on your way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, there's such a I guess when you you talk about the Spotify and the Pandora, like the way that we consume music, I mean, at this point, outside of the big, the heavy hitters, you know, like whoever's playing the Super Bowl right now, it's like there's so much out there. In a sense, it's like it gives anybody the opportunity to do it. It's really awesome that you can listen to a Meg Paulette or like a Toxic Twins River Rats, like, um, anywhere, anyone can do it at anywhere in the world. But at the same time, like the balance is that a lot of this stuff gets lost to the wayside too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, bit, if yeah. you get lost in the weeds a little bit, I mean, when you're not one of the kind of catch 22s about the kind of generation we lived when you go to the store to buy an album, that was what was available to you. And you had a lot of, you had a lot like the tip of the iceberg kind of situation. And now the iceberg is, more exposed and there's just so much more out there and so what we're trying to figure out is that like when we think about recording and releasing music like how do we captivate an audience more so like i'm i'm an album oriented guy i want to put out an album and like listen to the whole thing all the way through i like right you know cohesive sort of and that's how travis and i have always traditionally done it like let's write an album let's put 15 songs together and put it out but we found the attention span of people is so lacking because you know how many people know people in bands and how many people are putting out albums and who's into what well i just like that song i just i'd rather listen you know like i'd rather listen to the radio or like you know so it's kind of a interesting place to be in where people don't there's so much people don't even know how to choose yeah it is interesting how things how do the songs and the and the music rise to the top so that it becomes, you know, real popular. Look at look at a guy like uh, Kevin Parker, Tame Impala. Are you guys familiar with him? From I think he's from New Zealand, and he he's gotten huge. And he started just, you know, kind of uh, overdubbing in his in his bedroom, and uh, you know, putting out these these uh, CDs for his friends. And and you know, n- now when he tours, because it is essentially him behind the whole song he does bring in other musicians but he controls all the tones of all these other musicians so he's in the middle of the stage and he's got like 30 tone pedals like all in a circle around him and everyone else is just you know playing the songs but you know he's the one who's like defining the tone of each of the of the uh, music uh, each of the instruments during a particular song I mean it's uh, check them out yeah, <laughs> Tame Impala uh, so, Meg, you had forwarded um, this uh, song, this version, Always Wrong, that you and Miguel had done. Oh. This is it. 
used to hearing your I, voice but no, listen really. that, that was uh, uh sounds like a whole different version i mean sure, obviously yeah. the same. Well, that's what's exciting about yeah. it. and that's one that we all play together now yeah. so that's part of our set list if you're wondering why you heard the song twice it's because it's <laughs> it's been adopted as a river rat song yeah it's kind yeah. of the significance of it that's part of us being fans of each other's music nice uh and have meg have you uh sought to um do acoustic versions of any of the old destructor songs or toxic <laughs> That's twins an interesting or, idea yeah maybe there i'll go. look into that <laughs> <laughs> don't dig too deep <laughs> <laughs> they do have a song called garbo bloto which i'm a big fan of. yeah yeah <laughs> so maybe i'll do an acoustic version of that Shit. so what do you guys have uh coming up uh, any uh toxic twins shows or uh, i mean i know that you uh at one point had the river rats playing somewhere and that isn't going to work out but um, are you looking to play in more venues? Or are you looking to put together uh, some some more songs? You know, what's the next steps for I think just River Rats? Writing writing our songs and getting confident playing them live, um, just practicing, practicing until yeah. we get it, until we feel like we have it. And mm -hmm. but I mean, I think we're ready to book shows. I think yeah. we can play a show anytime. But it's good to be able to have that extra practice yeah. I guess. Well, where are some of the local places that you like to go to to listen to music or i mean as toxic twins you know where you guys have played more recently yeah well there's a place in mishawaka called smith's we, there's a lot of shows mm -hmm. every weekend i believe they have shows going on there we played there um we actually played in a mansion in south bend oh once. yeah that was uh, cool, what was cool. The name of I, that? I don't, I don't know is that, that even still a thing is that a venue i'm not sure but uh, that was cool. Mid <laughs> Mid Midway Tavern in Mishawaka was another place. Oh, we sure, yeah. Have you played there? That's yeah. That's kind of like a blues, a real bluesy kind of place. Yeah, it was. It's cool. It's a really, um, it's a historical type of place. Oh yeah, like it feels yeah. cool to be in there. Um, other than that, we're kind Ooh. of open to finding anything at this yeah. point. I mean, like I, we, we're kind of disconnected from the the loop of things. Right. Um. So we're. 
I guess we we kind of even talked before we came here um being open to anything taking mm-hmm. any gig that we basically can at this point yeah to yeah. be ex- get our chops just, up yeah right just to get in front of people and mm-hmm. that kind of thing well, but we're going to be recording more that's the other thing we talked about is we're going to be trying to put out a you know a new recording on a regular basis rather yeah. than you know dropping a whole album all at once we'll probably be pre- semi regularly there'll be new stuff um on our web presence are, uh, and so you're on Bandcamp and Reverb Nation. What about like Spotify or one of those? What's involved in even getting songs on there? Have you looked into that? It's it's an expensive process. Oh yeah, it costs you money to. It uh, costs <laughs> us money to get on there. Well, and I think once we have more output, it might be something uh-huh. to consider. I mean, it would have to be people interested in listening. And honestly, we found that Bandcamp and Reverb Nation. I mean, it's a great streaming site. Like I can go to yeah. the website on my phone. Like, I've used Bandcamp for Toxic Twins and for my own solo albums before. Like, that's been kind of, like, where it all gets set up. And Reverb Nation is another easy, free yeah. resource for people. And so... It's also a lot more of a of a musician's venue, you know, or a musician's right. forum. Where, uh, you know, other musicians are maybe even listening to songs more often. It's uh, not as much of a consumer-based Kind of yeah, uh, like to get into licensing and, and, and publishing rights and things like that. I think once you end up on, on Spotify or like Pandora, there's like royalty involved and oh, at that right. point we're not I would say that we're we're happy to just play mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. All the recording that we do is in in my apartment right now, like so easier the better free and it can make it available to people like i don't think we've ever toxic twins have never charged for an album uh-huh. you know like we will let let it up to the people just as long as people are listening yeah, we're to happy it. you're listening to it yeah you right have to pay us <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice hold on it's yeah. not it's <laughs> not something that we're against we're it's not against just, making money yeah. but it's just fun but it is kind of nice it, wants uh, to sure. hear us. but we really do it for our own reasons we do it just because we do it you know yeah. if nobody ever listened we'd probably still keep doing it and, and frankly us just being who we are at this point, we're kind of thinking about trying to be a little more realistic. Like, just make it available to people. It's a lot easier for my grandma or my, like, you know, Travis's mom to, like, listen to one of our albums if she doesn't have to pay for it. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, not going to get my grandma a toxic to in CD. I could just send her a link on, like, <laughs> in her email. Uh-huh. <laughs> and hope she listens. Yeah. <laughs> hope she big, can figure out how to open it up. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, I want to play another song. Well, first of all, let's, uh, you're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. I'm John Goldman, and I have Miguel Perez, Travis Darnell, and Meg Paulette with me from River Rats. Uh, you're listening to us on WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. And Johnny's Secret Stash is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics out of New Buffalo, Michigan. For everything you need to grow your own secret stash, uh, I want to close out the show with um, one of the River Rats songs. And well, how about Burn It Down? Want to listen yeah. to that one? Yeah. All right. And thanks again for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun for me. Thanks for having us. I hope everything you know works out, and and you guys find what you're looking for, and uh, keep making music and. Anyone uh, looking, looking forward. we're looking. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this helps, man. You pre- appreciate all right, cool. helping out. So here we go. Burn it down. And uh, when did you guys uh, put the w- this one together? Just a, co- just a few weeks this ago. This one's fairly oh. recent, yeah. Yeah, all, all three right. of these are, yeah. Cool. And what's behind it? What's the, you know, what's the story? This behind? is one of, oh, this is one of my, songs, yeah. my angsty songs. I, uh, I hate writing political songs, but I wrote one anyhow. <laughs> so all right. I, uh, I've been watching a lot of the, what's going on in the politics, so put it on paper and okay this is what sounds came good out, came out <laughs> and here we go Thanks, man. good night everybody Take it over back day by day. The f-
Nothing happens.